0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with the one and only Higgins Success We're back this week and we've got a special episode tonight in honor of Women's History Month. We also have a very special guest. She's a friend of mine, Jacqueline Scalver, on tonight to break down the topics regarding women in sports. She is a female trailblazer in our industry, a nationally recognized board certified and licensed functional medicine sports nutritionist, the owner of Athletes Nutrition, a role model to so many young women out there, and basically a total boss. That's why we're friends. Um, I'm so thankful to have you on the show tonight to break down these topics. Some of them are a little bit heavy. Uh, they might not seem like it, but they are. And I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous, but Jackie, thank you for coming on. And Higgins, what's up?
0: Hey, what's up, Sam? Uh, Jackie, thank you for joining us tonight. Really excited about this episode. When when Sam told me what she had in mind, I was like, oh, this, this is going to be good. Uh, I know we've met once, but I follow your Instagram and I'll be, be checking out your little half guides and I, I learned some stuff. I, I've learned a lot. Of yes.
1: Shit. I said that. Oh, I was yes. like, I feel like after my birthday dinner, there was like a revelation.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, I just, I've, I haven't had Wendy's since. I, I, I heard, good, like, I heard
2: that you cut back the fast food and I'm really impressed. I have to say, I'm very impressed by that.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Do you feel better?
0: A lot better. I really it's do. Amazing. I feel a lot better ocho cinco probably not going like that but
2: (laughs) (laughs) the controversy of the year listen we can't all survive on mcdonald's
0: right
1: ugh Ugh. yeah well teach their own right but thank you for coming on thank you for coming on shout out to our sponsor bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action the nba is in full swing in college basketball is officially heating up as the schools make their way to Indianapolis for the madness. The tournament is just about here, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness contest, as Bet Online is the spot for all your braggatology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. No brainer. Head to the website betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's really kind of discuss. We usually format our show a certain way. This is going to look a little different, like what Higgins said. So the goal of this episode is really to talk openly about some of the things we as women in a male dominated industry encounter while we're just trying to do our jobs. Really Jackie and I sat down last week over dinner and just kind of had open conversations about things that are pretty simple. And you'll you'll hear in this episode, but we're really just going to have an open conversation about it and you know, where it goes, who knows. But I'm a strong strong believer that if we don't talk about things, we won't see any change. And I'm also guilty about being a little bit afraid to talk about things. So once again, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited because this is what we have to do. Um, even though it might be uncomfortable, uh, change and growth doesn't come from comfort zones. I know that. I preach that. So I have to do it. But let's get into it. So first topic of discussion is going to be recruiting. So I can speak for not only myself, but Jackie and so many women um, that might work for an agency or have their own business um, in this industry, that obviously recruiting clients is pretty much the first step in what we do. We need clients to run our businesses. So let's kind of dive into the challenges that we face recruiting clients as women in sports. I'll start mine it's it's a lot and it can get complex but I think first it's just just the fact that I'm a woman. I've had that so many times and it's not like it's nothing that somebody says you're out of the picture. It just automatically adds so many extra Um, additional layers to it what do I mean by that I mean I get questions like well we understand that this is a male-dominated industry how do you like what do you know that will like give you the ability to properly represent my son it's something that once again I can't change that and also my resume and my credentials are exactly the same as my male colleagues you know give or take some things but i don't know jackie want to add to that want to give any you know personal insight on that
2: for me it's a little bit different i actually work in it i well i work in a male-dominated industry but as a as a nutritionist as a dietitian, it's a very female-dominated area which um it's kind of interesting because I would love to hire a man and it's hard to find somebody. Um, so I don't necessarily get the what makes you credentialed or what makes you as experienced as someone else because I I haven't, well, I'm lying. I can't say I haven't gone up against a man. I've actually been much more qualified as we know from my past experiences NFL combine season um, where I kind of butted heads with a man who was, I was supposed to be teaching and mentoring. And, mm-hmm. and I got that experience of, I mean, it didn't matter what I said or did or my experience or, or how many people backed me up, or I mean, it just didn't matter. I was you a woman still and I was treated that wrong. way. Yeah. I was wrong and I'm like, well, yeah, I thought I was brought in to help you, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I have so so much more experience and so, many, so much more credentials. So I definitely run into that. Um, from like a parent's aspect, you know, perspective or from the athlete's perspective, I don't really get that. But what I do get is the question of sometimes, you know, are you actually seeking me out as a nutritionist, as a professional, as a coach, or, are you really trying to feed into your ego? Are you trying to hit on me? Where is this going? And that's something that I was naive to early on. And now I can pick it up a lot better, um, but it still always has, unfortunately, has to be in the back of my mind. I have to have my defense up.
1: Yeah, yeah, you and I have that situation, cause I'm very open with you and you know, we've developed this amazing friendship. I remember, I don't know, what was it? Couple, year, like a year or so ago, some change, with my recruiting situation. I texted you. I was like, Hey, I didn't expect this to be happening, but I'm going to hit the road. And, um,
2: and my first reply was, I hope that he really wants you to come out as an agent. I hope that he's not messing around with you because it's a big deal. It's mm-hmm. a big deal as a business owner, whether you're a man or a woman, it's a big deal that we are invested into what we're doing. And because mm-hmm you know, we don't work for an agency. I don't work for an agency. You don't work for an agency or you have your own agency. You are the, we are the business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which basically what I'm getting to is that like every expense is covered under us and that's our time mm-hmm. and our airfare, whatever it might be. Yes. And so we're invested into that. And so when somebody says, you know, come here, I want to see, I want to do this, or I may potentially want to work with you, or I want you to meet my family, or I want you, that is an investment from us. And so we hope we can only hope that they understand how serious that is, that we will get on a plane and we'll book a trip the next day to be there for them.
0: Well, I mean, I definitely, you know, agree with both of you where, you know, the investment that we all put in as agents or as um, Jackie, as a nutritionist, you know, people have to respect that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's not a game for us. It's not, you know, like, like a puppet where, hey, I can get five agents to, come to my game. Right. So I definitely, you know, I can understand where in the back of your mind, you have to ask yourself, okay, is it it serious? Especially, like you said, being a a young woman or whatnot, you know, and a lot of especially, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, as far as the age with the clients with Jackie, but a lot of the guys that Sam, you recruit, they're coming fresh out of college, right? So at the end of the day, you're talking about a 21, 22-year-old young man who, you know, He's been dealing with women the last couple of years. I mean, on the college campus, you know, having women throwing themselves at them or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Mm-hmm. So mentally, you know, they have to get over that fact. They have to get over the, you know, this is no longer college. Like this is an adult. This is a grown woman. Professional. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, right. This is a professional. What she wants like, is
1: not the same thing that right. you Right. So I, I think for, yeah. for
0: the players, that's something that they have to get over that hump like this is not some random girl in your math class trying to give you the answers just to you know go out with or you write like, in paper, right so I, I definitely you know can understand that and see where there may be a problem for sure
1: yeah and it's just it's not something that i mean i can't we and we can i can speak probably on both of us we can't let it you know overtake everything it's just something in the back of your mind like when you're in that plane seat and you're sitting there and you're like, okay, you know, it's going to cost me this amount of money. And like Jackie said, you know, I mean, we're doing this because this is our passion. This is what we love to do, but we're also, you know, self-funding ourselves and and that's fine. That's what we chose to do. However, on the flip side, it's, it's always going to be something in the back of your mind. And I mean, I think that's, it's part of it. I don't, uh, we've come a long ways, I think in society with women, but I think we have a long ways to go um, until us as women don't think that there might be something else going on um, when we're recruiting clients or speaking to clients um, in that I sense. mean, but
2: let's, let's be realistic. You know, I'd like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. but I mean, every time I do, I'm like, oh man, you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, Guys shoot their shot, it is what it is. And, and a lot of times it just gets blown off, but it would be nice to one day have not have that happen. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> but men don't deal with that. And that's the bottom line. And you have to be professional with it. And it's something that, you know, and then the flip side of it is you have people that could hear our story and be like, that's unacceptable. And how could you work in that industry? How could people do that? And you know, all this feminist movement. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about there's, but we have to, we have to know we, what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. And things aren't just not going to change in a certain sense. We can stomp our feet and be upset about things and but it is just part of what what where we're working and what we're doing. So we have exactly. to be the adults and the professionals and and handle it in the best way possible. I don't know if it's ever gonna get easier or more comfortable, but we just have to deal with it. You know?
1: Absolutely. And we have to understand too that, like you said, this is what we signed up for. And, and I don't complain. I mean I really don't. I don't. I just for me, I think that. Uh, part of when I wanted to do this episode it was to do it in a way where we can talk about it and if there are other women out there or whoever is listening we have a whole range of listeners in this podcast which we appreciate you all but just to kind of hear these things because sometimes I'm talking to friends you know whether it's from my boarding school or college friends and I'm saying these things and they're like what? what (laughs) What especially when we get into the social media stuff they're like wait are you is that a joke and I'm like no that's how I feel and they're like wow I never thought of that so I think that's kind of what I wanted to put out tonight and I know you and I are on the same page Um, yeah it is uh it's it's interesting but I do have to say you know to add a positive like I usually like to do When you get clients that choose you for you for your skills, for what you bring to the table, um, you know it it makes it makes it softens the blow from the times that that are that are tough. You know. Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, I, my, my clients appreciate me so much and, and they're family members and, you know, you almost become like family, part yeah. of family, especially with me being a healthcare provider. I become, mm-hmm. you know, like a trusted, you know, uh, a trusted healthcare professional and, and part of the family. And I meet, you know, the kids and, and oh. wives and, and all that stuff. So, um, it's definitely worth it. You know, the reward. Is where we wouldn't do it if it wasn't, right? I No, doing it. no. I mean, I love my job,
1: you know? No, just, I know. It's just stuff that comes along with it, you know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Higgins and I have talked in this show a couple episodes, and there were a couple that we got really honest about things. Um, we called it actually waves ghosting in reality, and it was basically like how players ghost us. We talked about, I forget which episode it was, but I talked about the appearance factor, and me in particular, um, how I felt it played a role in my career. And I actually kind of got to thinking about it a little bit deeper today and realized it it started a lot earlier um, than before I became an agent. Like for me, there are times that stuck out to me as an agent where I was like, wow, like this sucks that I have to be thinking about this. But I think it kind of isn't so much an agent thing. I think it's more of an industry thing. Um the story about the boots, the infamous snakeskin boots. Everyone knows this. I'm going to freaking like put this in my book someday. So basically I'm at an all-star game. I have all black on like a black turtleneck, black, like everything, you know, super Sam. And then I just have like these really low snakeskin boots and I'm getting a text. And I get a text from a scout and he says, love the boots. I can see them from like all the way up here. And it was a little, I don't know, it wasn't, I don't know. It was just a little inappropriate the way it was worded. I'm not going to, you know, it just, I was like, we're at a practice at an all-star game. And why are you looking at my boots? You know, it was kind of weird. We weren't on that level where it was kind of banter-ish type of thing. And at that point it really put kind of, I was there by myself as you know, I'm independent. I don't have another agent that is part of the firm or anyone. I'm just standing there by myself. So I'm like, okay, obviously I get it. You can probably see me. I got this hair, I got the black and the boots, but it just made me feel strange. And I laughed it off. I laughed it off. Ha ha, you know, this and that. But throughout that, the rest of the time I was at that all-star game, I felt, I don't know, every morning. It made me kind of be like, okay, well, now I wore the boots. So tomorrow, I guess I'm not going to wear the boots, even though the boots were fine. I mean, they weren't, I wasn't wearing like Christian Louboutins or anything. I mean, they were from, it doesn't even matter. But I said, okay, if I wear this, maybe I'll wear a jean jacket, maybe I'll put a hat on thinking about that, I said, this, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time thinking about this because I was bothered that, you know, maybe it was just innocent. You know, I'm going to talk to you about your boots. But then as I would walk through the hotel, maybe it was me being like heightened to knowing that or thinking that. But I thought, okay, everyone's looking at me now and I'm the only woman here. And I really was. Higgins, you were at that bowl game that year. I
2: mean, we're almost always the only woman, aren't we?
1: You know, sometimes there's another two or three female agents out there or some marketing people, but I was the only female agent at that, that bowl game there in Daytona. And I don't know, I just felt very strange. I was like, when I walk through here, and once again, like I said, I don't know, but I felt that way. And that was just a feeling that I couldn't shake off. And- I mean, like you said, we're usually the only women at these events or these facilities or wherever we're going. So I don't know. Can you touch on that? Obviously you would have some sneaker stories, probably not some (laughs) snakeskin boots stories.
2: I mean, I always have to, it's interesting what you said, because I think about my past job and I haven't worked corporate very much, but I remember I had this one job and uh, one day my boss came over to me and he said, you know, I have to talk to you about your outfits. And I was, I did event planning. I had beautiful dresses that I wore. I mean, I was never wearing it, but I'm curvy. It is what it is. This is my body and I'm sorry, but like, what do you want me to wear a, a, a potato sack? And, and so, yes. and I'll never forget that they said something to me about my clothes. And I'm like, I spent a lot of time on my outfits. Um, now, fast forward to now, I really spent a lot of time on my outfits because I have to go out of my way to think about what is going to be professional, but what is not going to show my body too much. A lot of times I am lucky enough to be in a gym capacity where I get Mm -hmm. to wear my leggings and my sneakers and my Mm -hmm. sweatshirts and my hoodies. Um, But even then, my first two, three years, I wore extra large men's sweatpants and hoodies every time I was on the field with the guys. And it doesn't matter. I I could literally wear a potato sack. It does not matter what I wear. (laughs) I mean, I'm still being looked at. All eyes are on me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that you know, I just, now I'm at the point where I just wear what I feel comfortable in. What do I feel good in? What do I feel comfortable in? Um, you know, and I am often in, and when I go to games, I, I mean, I love going to games cause I love, it's like my theme. That's for, I always say like games is like going to the club for me. It's my night out. So it's, whatever game it's it is, her thing. It is her thing. <laughs> I like theme it out. Even if I'm going to see an athlete on a team, I don't like, I'll, I went to see Dallas Cowboys or my cowboy boots, you know, I, I get all done up for it, but it's still a sporty thing for me. So I'm really lucky about that. Um, but I do think about it because a lot of times, especially after the games, you know, we're with the friends and family, and you meet parents and you're mm-hmm. meeting agents. And every game I go to is a networking opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. I never know who's going to be sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. Chances are, it is somebody I want to speak to because we are with a you know, player family. Um, so there's also that. So I think about that you know what am I going to wear to this game and if I know sometimes I go to games with the intentions that I'm going to be meeting people then I'm like oh I gotta dress up for this game. <laughs> you know I, I have to put a, I don't know how you wear boots to the stadiums but you know it's, it's always there yeah, I, I get the combine I think about it at combine you know what am I going to be every day I think about every day that even any facility, any given day, an agent can walk in, right? And that could be a potential business opportunity. It could be somebody that I'm meeting that I'm working with one of their athletes. um, And you just want to have the right, you want
1: to look a certain way um, without being looked at a certain way. Exactly, that's it. And I was, because when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, that's that's business. I mean, and I think male or female, you don't want to present yourself in a way where you're not presentable for your business. However, I think- what it boils down to is sometimes in where we're at, we're the only woman there or there's, you know, and, and that's something that you don't, if you dress up, it's like, oh, she, and I'm speaking from an agent perspective. Mm -hmm. Oh, she wants to be looked at, you know, like, oh, she wants to be looked at like that agent or whatever. And it's like, no, maybe I just wanted to wear like a black blouse and my, I like these boots. I mean, what's wrong with my
2: boots? You have to think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit different for you because you're coming in as a lawyer or as a professional agent and you're walking into a gym facility where like I'm in the trenches almost I'm
1: you not know? talking about a gym um, I'm so about I, just things in general just in
2: general I don't yeah, go walking.
1: into the gym in boots you saw what I wore to the gym
2: oh yeah you didn't wear the but I'm, I'm thinking of other agents that have come in and they do oh. so that's really like I'm just thinking about when we've had some agents come in and what they've worn or even at combine you know some of the agents show up while we're practicing or whatever and I'm just like oh wow like, how does she walk around in those, <laughs> you know? But she yeah. looks great, you know? I'm like, but I, I just, I couldn't do it. But I do have that, lux- I guess, luxury, you could call it, of being coach. You know, I'm coach, so I can wear coach clothes. But I'm also, there's a lot of times where I'm not. And that's where the, like, the networking thing is. So we talk about, like, the week going into Super Bowl, the events around Combine, you know, um, any other time that we're at events. You know, mm-hmm. what are what are we wearing? How much time goes into what I'm going to wear? Because how are people going to view me and exactly. think about what I'm wearing?
1: And it sounds, it sounds so silly. And like I said, when we started the show, some of these topics, but it's something that we, I literally think about because I know if I wear one thing. So if I wear, I'll never forget at the the last time we were at the combat, I had a jacket on and I do love my coats. I love my coats. You saw my, my little, I've got a lot of blazers, got a lot of fancy coats. When I go to combat, I'm going to wear some of those that night. And I remember another agent came up and he didn't know I was an agent. He was like, Hey, I'm. You know, so and so, who are you? And I said, I'm Sam Tiger. Well, what do you do? I said, I'm an agent. He goes, You look like a really rich agent. And I was like, That's the first thing you say to me. So that just goes to show. And I mean, nice guy, you know, really nice. We ended up having a nice conversation. However, that was what it was and i get it you know we're in a social setting this is a networking setting it's a bar setting that's just what it is however that's the first thing you're going to say to me oh you look like a rich agent should i take that as a compliment should i take that as what not what are you supposed to look
2: like like a schlepper like you're supposed <laughs> to look like you're torn apart i mean we're at We're. It's you know for us combine is like our conference right it's, it's a time i don't where we know see what people. we're
1: supposed to look like we should look put people. together higgins what do you got to say my friend
0: well, I mean, for me, I don't have to. Do you ever cap. stress
1: about like, honestly, do you ever stress when you go to the NFLPA Bowl, when you go to the senior bowl, do you ever think about like, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to put this shirt on, I'm going to put these shoes on. No, you don't ever?
0: No, I don't. Honestly, um, I think for most people that know me, I don't like paying for bags at the airport. So I'm probably you and jockey could I, I probably have a pack a personal backpack with two three outfits that's a Jackie. Um, <laughs> that is even, even my friends when we go on personal trips they're like, bro you have a skill for packing like I can pack on but I don't have to worry about it honestly I, I throw on I buy all my t-shirts from h and m so I go there grab a six dollar t-shirt. And that's it, and some jeans and a pair of Jordans. (laughs) I mean, and a Gator
1: hoodie, don't forget. Right, I
0: always have a Gator hoodie of of some sort, you know. Um, But most of them are gifts, right? People give me Gator stuff all the time, but I don't have that problem. But I definitely. um,
1: Do you feel like men have that problem? I don't. I personally. I, I don't think men are weird. judging other men at like uh, right. combine I, like I, oh yeah. but he's I wearing think, across the table
0: <laughs> right I don't think men are sitting there judging other men like oh look at him he think he's all that he's showing up and so
1: no know. like exactly no. so a man is not an age a male agent is not gonna get a text on the sideline from a scout being no. like oh I can see your, your 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 uh your Jordans from the yeah I agree
0: no if I'm they do like, they'll you know, be
1: like bro
2: those are sick I love your Jordans right 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 Hopefully <laughs> hopefully
0: it's right hopefully it's more like that you know what i mean sometimes you, you know you but i do think for me something that i do keep in mind um doing recruiting when i if especially when i'm meeting with family um try not i, I try not to be too
1: fancy uh,
0: fancy right mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. you got to think about you know especially if you know the client or whether from or the family background or whatnot you know i don't want to show up like I'm going to use my my hometown, for example, low income area, you know, below low minimum household type thing. So if I'm recruiting a kid in that environment and I'm meeting with the family, I don't want to pull up with a, a three piece suit. Right. I, I don't want to pull up in a three-piece suit, right? Mm. I, I don't want to pull up in a $2,000 pair of limited edition Jordans. You know what I mean? So I, I do keep that in mind but for the most part doing combines and things like that no just t-shirt jeans
1: he wears his st shirt and i have proof of it hey
0: jackie i'm not jackie i was looking at that tank top i need like three of them yeah he
1: needs i have some
0: men's (laughs) shirts some
2: athletes nutrition mentors i'm actually about to print some more and that's another thing i stress about just my own printing of my own clothing yeah you know because it's so crazy because i always wear my my brand name on me and I stress so much. I was telling Sam this past week, we went to go to some facilities and I'm like, how did it take me three hours to get packed when I literally have the same shirts? But it's like, <laughs> is this too short? Is my stomach, you know, right now crop yeah. shirts are in. Right. So I have a lot of crop shirts and I don't want my stomach to be showing when I walk in for the first time to a facility. And then sometimes I think about, you know, my arms showing I mean, my arms are going to show. I like this because it comes up high. Like you guys can see me, but they can't, mm-hmm. but this is like, it, it's a comes all the, it's like a racer back, but it's not low cut. So I like that It covers my chest, but sometimes I wonder if I don't have pants on that are high enough for eyes, you know, I don't want my stomach to show, but this is fashion. So it's like, I'm not, And I'm not a t-shirt girl. I'm not going to wear I'm not wearing a t-shirt. I'm not wearing a golf shirt. You're not going to
1: wear me. a polo. Yeah. It's not going to
2: happen. Um, and my arms are big, you know, I work out. So I, if, if I don't like to wear sleeves, if I do, it's a hoodie, you know, things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I think about that with my own branded clothing, what I'm going to look like. She does.
1: I can vouch for it. And I always made this joke. (laughs) I left team and corporate sports because I absolutely hate khakis and polos. So I couldn't do it. Couldn't be told what to wear anymore. Higgins is laughing. Can you ever see me wearing a polo? And khakis? I
0: can't, yeah, I, I, I'm trying I to I don't even think khakis. Now. Forget
2: it. I have to wear yoga pants. I can't
1: wear a regular pants. So I think that was a really good lead into our next topic, which is social media. We talk so much on this show about misconceptions, um, things that just ugh, are not what they actually are, um, but things that Jackie and I, we talk a lot about this kind of like between her and I uh things on social media that we see that they're really harsh but I've seen it a lot especially within the last couple of years with women being the first the first female coach the first female this the first female general manager for the Marlins and then I I look at the comments and I know Jackie looks at the comments and There are people that are absolutely just, women don't belong here. She must have done this and that to get that job. And it's just, it's unfortunately, there's a lot of people saying that. And it's not just one or two. You know, when there's one or two, there's always going to be one or two. However, when it becomes, I would say pretty close to half, it's very alarming. So and also.
2: a lot of them are young boys. I notice, mm-hmm. like I'll go to the, I'll click on their profile and that's a problem. That's why I don't like the, the IG meme pages, like the sports meme pages, because they're really, they make fun of athletes that it, they shouldn't be. And most of the people commenting are young boys. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a horrible influence and this is not the way things should be portrayed. No. And, and yet the comments, I mean, I just did a, t- I did a TikTok off of the comments. You know, I did a green screen. I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy thinks that men own sports. Mm-hmm. You know they, these men, The way they're speaking about women, and they're allowed, are women allowed to like sports? Are women allowed yeah. to be coaches in sports? What, we didn't ask you? You don't own sports? Oh, by the way, women play sports too. Exactly. When, like, when did men own sports? It drives me crazy. Um, the comment, it's just, and, and what is it? Is it like, to me, honestly, that just shows a huge insecurity, um, a threat. I think men feel threatened by women in sports, um, which is just ridiculous.
1: I feel and- like- yeah, it's social media. I mean, men and women, athletes, agents, everybody, I feel like anyone that puts themselves out there as a business, you are subject to people that can hate on you. And that's just what it is. Um, however, it's just so sometimes it's just absolutely uncalled for. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, wow. Just because I am who I am, you're going to like DM me on a random account that has no followers and say this. I went through it last year at the draft. Um, I got I had some random person that they ended up blocking me after they sent me and they used my ethnicity, actually. and said you know none of your players got drafted like you're a trash agent this and that and like i said it they use like the racial part of it and i was just really where did that come from
2: you know it's so evil i mean it's just so evil as if we're not human Mm-hmm. Um, as if you didn't work your butt off and you could control what happened. Exactly, um, you're probably feeling bad at, at that point anyway. I mean, you know what happened to me after Super Bowl this year. You know, mm-hmm. I had those horrible messages. Where same situation, kept sending me these horrible me- messages, kicking me when I'm already down, and then then changing the account and then doing a new one and new one. And it's like, mm-hmm. why are you doing this to me? Like I, you know, first of all, using same thing, my age, using my race, using my being a woman, all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like who are you why is this relevant and why are you doing this to me Mm -hmm. um what do people get out of that you know and in my situation I think I even may have known who it was I don't know you know I deal with it all the time I have random ones all the time um but there's definitely a repeated one you could tell by like Mm -hmm. language and what people are saying Mm -hmm. um but like you said we put ourselves out there that's
1: something that you get with putting yourself out there as a brand and I say this a lot um, you know I don't care who you are if you Higgins you're a brand Jackie you're a brand I'm a brand and from somebody who's good at branding we're brands and some people push more into their brand than others and that's their choice that's just what it is however when you do that with having a public account, with posting things, with asking people's opinions on things, you know, whether it's a question or something, you know, being vulnerable, saying something or telling something in hopes that the majority of people are going to resonate with you, you always risk. And you probably will get some sort of a backlash. I've seen it. And to me, I'm like, why? like? Who did I piss off to get that in my DMs? You know, that was the thing. I was like, who? And to this day, I have no idea who that was. No idea. A lot
2: of times people are just jealous of success. You know, they're jealous of of women that are successful or that accomplish things. And they look for that one time that we're vulnerable or something Mm -hmm. that may not have went the way we wanted. And they're like, oh, great. Good time to, to jump on this. I mean, think about the fact that they're so closely intertwined in our lives and we don't even know who they are.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's that's almost what, scary.
2: Yeah. I mean, but that's, that's social media nowadays. That's putting ourselves out there. And like you said, in the very beginning, I think the biggest motivation behind speaking about these things is just so that other women understand younger women, younger generations. A lot of times when I go through things that make me uncomfortable or that I feel bad about afterwards as being a woman in sports, I'm like, I need to go through this and talk about it so that the women behind me that are coming up and the young girls know that it's been—it's happened to other people before that we're paving the path for them, that we're doing our best to make it easier for them, that there is a future for them, that there's room for them, and there's a lot of space for them, um, yeah. and and that we're also here as a sport network. That's what it has to be spoken about because I think about the people that I've listened to. You and I had that Atlanta Women in Sports panel, and we had Jen, and we had—I mean—we had a couple of women that I still hear what they said in my head. Mm-hmm. It resonates, and. We all need that person who went before us to let us know that like, it's okay. Look, I, I'm a success story in the end. And I, I, I took some hits along the way.
0: Like Jackie said, I think people just envy success. Honestly, I think it's women. They or must freaking um, hate
1: you with your last name. I,
0: or, uh, <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I don't really get a lot of backlash from guys like in my DMs or whatnot. Um, lucky but I, I do get into it sometimes with people just I mean I may have a few hours to spare and I'm not great at homework <laughs> or anything <laughs> so especially like right now right it's big free agency um, period so us as agents you know we're, we're we're more qualified than a lot of people on social media right now <laughs> you know just we may already know some things we may be friends with the agent who rep that player and it's funny to see how fans are reacting to these contracts and, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of money that they think this player should have gotten. The taste some hell!
1: oh, my and, God. And,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you, you're going to get a lot of fans that ask you questions as agents. Like, hey, what do you think so-and-so? Do you think so-and-so is worth this? And, you know, I don't like to comment on other people's clients and their money in their pockets. But I think for social media, you just – I don't take it serious. Honestly, you can't. <laughs> I laugh a lot of things off on social media. It's just, it's a big, you know, fun platform for me. Uh, I think you're I lucky do-
1: that you feel it's fun. Cause there is a lot of hateful things that, that come from it. It's just something additional that I think we subject ourselves to by putting it out there. And yes, we have to, well, you don't have to, well, at least for me as an agent, I feel like I have to because I feel like social media is such a big part of oh I have to. I you I have to, to but you I have, have to. to.
2: To me, it's like a job now. I don't it's like Instagram's not even fun for me. I mean, I have to put out knowledgeable, you know, uh, educational material. I'm constantly working on it. It's not just the content, it's not just the content, it's what's in the photo, it's taking the photos, it's doing yeah. the Canva design, it's putting it out. it's like it is a job. I yeah, wish I didn't have to. It's a full-time job. And then I mean, we can also talk about the whole. DM thing, sliding in the DMs as a professional, right? And that's Mm -hmm. another thing that like I have to deal with all the time is like, you know, that's, it's just a whole nother area. And the fact that people feel like that's okay to just, you know, hit on somebody in their DMs, you know, I mean, and I'm talking in a professional manner, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, that's like a whole nother area that we have to deal with as well. And you have to handle it in the most professional way possible without offending people because we're dealing with egos and we're dealing with, you know, emotional people and, it's just like. Man, well, it, I will kind of counter.
1: Have- I'll counter that as yeah. an agent because we slide in DMs. That is that is a. Oh, but really, you're not hitting on people. I mean, no. I have, I have no. I have, but I have, I have
2: like people that should be clients that you know that type oh, of thing. I, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, where did I put that out there that you felt comfortable? Like we talked about this mm-hmm. the other day. I had an old client of mine who I you know found an old memory and of something and posted of an accomplishment of his mm-hmm. and next thing you know he's sending sliding in my dms like as if that was an invitation which mm-hmm. i should have thought about because that is how some people are hitting on people nowadays mm-hmm. right like you tag them in something you like their stuff you do this and that and for me it was from a professional standpoint exactly right?
1: i'm sharing an accomplishment from my career
2: but when you think about you know a younger generation that's kind of the way they flirt and communicate you know and so yeah, you just have to really be careful of everything you do, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's fun. It really is fun, but you know, it's definitely <laughs> worth it. <laughs> but I will say for me, I, I commend you and I really look up to you about your vulnerability on social media because I am someone who is honestly afraid of it. I'm afraid of posting things. I get like, oh my God, oh my God, is this gonna be put this way? And it's something that I have to get over and I'm working through it, but I really just want to salute you on your ability to share that because change comes from being honest. We're not going to see change, and I'm not going to be better by a bunch of people being afraid. You know what I mean? If we're all posting these perfect things and this and that and you know, I'm going to delete this. If it doesn't get this many likes or X, Y, and Z, we're not going to see change. So I just wanted to really commend you. Thank and you. you as a friend really have helped me grow as, as an agent and as a professional and a woman. Thank so you. so to kind of conclude this, I really just wanted to post, like she posted this today and she's amazing. Um, Dr. Jen Welter posted um, on her Instagram. She's amazing be great and don't read the comments. And her um, caption was, be great and don't read the comments. Easily my, f- well, this is a repost, uh, best quote from Jen Welter in the last couple weeks. And she said, in sports, there will always be the one person who has to disagree with everything you do. This rings even more true when you're a woman in sport. And I've learned now it's important To not let other people shut out the voice that you've built on social media, so I think that's huge. And for me, I felt I saw some comfort in that. I was like, "Wow, she's—I mean, she's big time." This is, you know, this is—if you don't know who uh, Dr. Jen Welter is, she was the first female coach. I mean, she is a boss. She's amazing. And if she feels that, and I feel that, and Jackie feels that, you know, we're all, we're working through it. And I think we can get through it together.
2: Jen's like the, uh, the safe. she's like the motherhead. I'm telling you, like when I hear Jen talk, it just makes me feel like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's such an amazing speaker too. Everything she does is like a, almost like a coaching, even if she doesn't mean to be, me, you know, it's like this coaching motivational. Um, she just, I, you know, I just love hearing her talk and it just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like, you know, everything's great. And, and I'm doing this all for a reason and this is the way it should be. And, you know, and everything she posted just so meaningful. So.
1: so moving into our next topic, I have developed very close relationships with so many mothers of my clients over the years. And there have been so many times where we talk about my ability to sense when something is going on with their son. Good or bad, you know, I'm like, I can just sense it. We laugh and I always am like, I guess it's just part of our DNA as women uh, to kind of be very conscious of the needs of others. Uh, Sometimes, I mean, I've put the needs of my clients over my own in many times like mothers do, even though I am not a mother. Um, And Jack, you know, the other day we were talking about, we want to do more for our athletes um, and that stood out to me. Last week on the show, Higgins and I were talking to um, Damon from Draft Diamonds, and Higgins had said that uh, the agent business has become so transactional, meaning we're losing that personal relationship because in general, the business, it's cutthroat, we're, we're getting fired and hired and X, Y, and Z, um, and that's just kind of the nature of the business, and me personally, maybe I'm just, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be able to be transactional in this business because I genuinely care about the well-being of my clients, of these players. How do you feel about that? And that statement about the transactional nature of the business, because that really is kind of where we're going.
2: I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I'm not an agent, so it's a little bit different, but I have to always remind myself as no matter how close I get with my clients and because I am a healthcare, like I'm I'm very close with them, close, you know, with the people in their family and then with their other healthcare providers. And it's, you know, I, sometimes I talk to my clients every day, or, you know, I, I sometimes even work with their kids. And, and then I have to think about like, if the day that our relationship professional relationship ends, I may never hear from them again. And it can personally bother me. Um, but at the same time i was someone who was hired i'm not their friend and it's something i have to remember mm-hmm. that as much as i can be their friend while i had that professional relationship like i'm kind of not and that's something i have to sometimes think about you know and and i'm lucky because sometimes like you know my athletes will invite especially if we're close by you know they'll invite me to do a workout they'll, and this year's so this is so different because the past you know this year and the year before with covid i haven't really been in a facility with my with my athletes but the years prior you know i spent all morning and day there with them training and I would train too. And so that was a very bonding time period for us, you know, and Mm -hmm. so we almost became friends and, and sometimes you know, they'd ask me like, Hey, we're going to go do this. Do you want to come to this workout? And down here now in Florida, I get that because a lot of guys are doing private workouts. So they'll be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, we have a boxing coach coming over or a yoga guy. Do you want to come over and do that? So to me, that's like a little bit of a friendship too, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, there's that thin line, right? So yeah. you just have to think about those things. And then like you said, there is that advisory side of things. So uh, yeah, I'm a nutritionist, but I'm also an advisor. I understand mm-hmm. the industry really well. You know, I'm only, my best interest is always my athlete. So I have a very um, outside kind of perspective in a sense um, and their best interest in mine. So mm-hmm. I become in this advisory role. Sometimes I help and like you said, moms. I, I've become friends with a lot of the moms. Um, sometimes I help people with their girlfriends, or if somebody got pregnant, you know, and now they're getting married or engaged, or Jackie, what should I do? You think I do you think this is the right woman for me? Yes. You know, and you become part of these decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard not to. How could you
1: not? It's How hard. Not? Yeah, it's exactly it's really hard, but also kind of adding my take in it, it's so hard to it's, it's hard to, when it, it's a balance. It always is a balance. And I know it's going to look different for you, but for me, you know, I, I want to be that person. I'm going to be invited to, you know, the gender reveal and things, weddings, this and that. But at the end of the day, when we have to have those conversations, if we do um, have to have a hard conversation about you know, maybe something we need to kind of work on or, or, hey, this is where things are at. If we're not able to have those conversations and you're not able to hear what I'm saying because I'm saying it from my heart, it it gets hard. And that's where the transactional thing kind of comes in because um, I think from the, this is and I'm speaking from an agent standpoint and Higgins can probably echo this. Sometimes when you talk to a player, And that's where it gets hard for people like me. We invest time. We invest, you know, time, you know, our emotions, you know, this and that. And then they don't hear what they want to, even though it's the truth. They're like, okay, bye. And I mean,
2: I have that too. I have that too, especially if it involves significant other. That's why I'm always like, Don't involve me with your significant other stuff. You know what I mean?
1: I'm Um, always like, involve me with your significant like give like well,
2: I mean, yes, and don't involve me with the drama. You yeah. know, that's my thing. Like I, I love to work with, you know, significant others and wives and, and stuff, but, but I don't want to be involved. Don't don't use me as an alibi, don't mm-hmm. involve me in your drama for stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, I, I definitely experienced that. Um, You know, I just had a a client that I worked with for a while. And I feel that that was part of why we're not working together because I kept it real about things. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry that you don't want to hear it. I, I, I'm honestly, probably the only person in his life that genuinely does not have a financial interest in what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a direct family member and I have his best interest in mind. If you don't Mm -hmm. want to hear the truth, you'll realize it down the road, but I I can't, what am I supposed to do? And so now I'm not there, you know, and what can I do? There's nothing I can do, but at least I know that I was honest.
1: Yeah. that's. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really all you can do. And I think as women, it's a blessing and a curse. I've said this many times. We care. We care. We do because we want the best. And we come in like full force, especially in this industry. So we've got a client. We're going to go 150, 200% in. And then it's kind of like when things start to get rocky or there's some it bothers us, you know, and, and I think I, and I say this because I have so many amazing male agents and male scout people that I go to and, and get advice from that I value. I mean, they're amazing people. Higgins, you're one of them. And Higgins will be like, Sam, fire him, literally. And and I mean, this is a true story. And, I, and he's rolling his eyes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then I go through it and, you know, back and forth. And the same stuff continues to happen. So I think that once again, as women, I think we we look for the best and we try to make all these things work. And I think it's just, it's, I mean, I don't know the whole like scientific well, I mean, makeup as a, women, I have,
2: but I have a client who said to me like recently, he's like, stop being so emotionally involved. It's don't take a per- stop taking things so personal. And I was like, I'm not it's taking it not. He's like, you, He's like, you took that personal that I just said that to you. And I'm like, but it's directly, it is personal. He's like, it's not. Stop looking at it as something that's personal. And I'm like, I still fully don't remember what that was about. But so I try to, I actually have come a long way because I am I have another experience of going through right now that's actually in a a different, it's still sports, but a different sport. And um, and I've just learned that like, I can do as much as I want to do. I I would love to do so much more. I have the capability of being so much more, but if they don't want it from me, what am I going to do? I'm not upset. I'm not crying at night. I mean- you know, I, I'm the person on record as mm-hmm. the dietitian or the nutritionist, but what am I
1: supposed to do? You know, I can't lose sleep over it, you know? <laughs> so I'm trying, I'm not taking it personal, you know? That is my whole vibe this year too. It's, I'm going to care. I'm going to give everything that I have. However, I'm going to chime a little Higgins in. I'm going to chime a little of the other agents in, and we're going to mix it all together. But Higgins, what do you, what do you have to say?
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's- it's just something we all have to work on as far as balance. I mean, sometimes for me, maybe Have you I'm ever just,
1: gone emotionally like, not like, oh, I got feel, obviously you don't like in your feelings, I but like.
0: I do have feelings. You, do?
1: you have. <laughs> feelings. Men, do, men have feelings. Wow.
0: Yeah, I have really? feelings. And I had a very, I had a very emotional time um mm-hmm. a couple years ago with a client, with well, a former client and. I was very emotional. I, I was very uptight about how the situation went down because I felt like I came in emotional. I came in and I was, you know, caring about the client. I was caring about the the young man, you know, at the time he had a young child. So for instance, when I was setting up his top 30 visits and I had, you know, like maybe three visits set up in one week where he was flying from LA and meeting with the bears in Chicago. And then two days later, he was going to to New York or whatever the case may be. And I remember one day I texted him. I'm like, look, you know, I got three visits for you set up this week. I want to make sure before you leave your kids good. And I cashed up him some money to leave with the mother just in case. And I didn't have to do that as an agent. Like, that's not my job, you know what I mean? Like you have your allowance, you have your per diem, you handle it. But I, I took it a step further. and did that, you know, and it was like, you know, me and my partner at the time we went out and we hung out with, you know, his family on one weekend or whatever. So emotionally I was invested. Right. Mm -hmm. And then situation happens where, you know, you know, just things didn't work out and I'm like, dang, I should have been more cutthroat like mm-hmm. i should have been like every it other wasn't
1: people, what you thought it right? was
0: so for me now it's like just finding that balance i mean obviously you're not you know i'm not a brick wall you know you're gonna sign a guy and you know you're gonna get that emotional attachment because it's your investment it's really like, Right. It's like buying a home. It's like you're buying. I don't know, Higgins. You're You're, you're pretty brick. It's pretty brick to me, but it's okay. (laughs) But I mean, that's just something that, you know, at the end of the day, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay. You go through that. Client is going to drive it. Like, you're, as the client, you're going to basically determine how emotional I am. Like, if you want to make it transactional, we could take it there. Now, if you want to be, you know, hey, okay, emotional or respectful in a manner, then I'll reciprocate that energy as well. Like like they say now, you know, I'm going to match your energy. Like mm-hmm. if every time you come to me, it's, hey, man, do you have a hundred bucks? Hey, man, can I have a hundred bucks to pay my phone bill? Hey, man, I, I need more food. Can you give me 50 bucks? If every single conversation is about me sending you money, mm-hmm. you're making it transactional. Mm-hmm. 100%. If you text me and be like, hey, what's up? Hey, you know, nothing wrong. I just wanted to check in with you. How is everything going? You know? now we're working towards something. Yeah. So I I have emotions.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying you're emotionless. We're just a lot different, but I do agree with what you just said. You know, there is a difference between, uh, you know, communication and transaction. (laughs) It's one thing, you know, like Higgins said, are you asking for money or do you want to just get an update? You know, and that's the thing, you know, even today I had an update with one of my free agent players, um, he, he wanted to ask like a couple questions and he, he said, do you have some extra time for me to ask you questions about sports management? And I said, of course I do. And he asked me all these questions about internships. And I said, oh my God, like, this is awesome. You know, and that's, that is what I mean. But when you get to a point of, you know, there's a, there's a line, there's a line. So this show has been so great. So I do want to say personally, without the support of so many amazing male figures in my career, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today. The male figures in my career, I will say it started with my dad. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I like sports. And he was just like, okay, well, let's uh, talk to your college counselor, like, and get you in a sports management program, found the right one. But the best advice he ever gave me was find something you love doing and try not, not anything else, but try to make a living doing it. And that stuck with me. And it's what I do today. I'm always trying to make a living. And I, I think I have, I I'm blessed I have, and it's taken a long time, but it was something that it wasn't like go chase the money. It was chase what you love doing and then try to make a living. That was something that stuck with me. So, my dad was my first male figure. And then moving on, you know, I, I talked about, you know, I had some female figures that weren't so great to me. So, the next kind of set of male figures were a bunch of agents. They were, and they're great. I came to them and said, hey, I'm really good at marketing. And they said, Hey, here's our clients. Do what you want. Nonetheless, but I did it. And in that space, I found my passion. They supported me throughout, you know, studying for the test and everything. And they, to this day, they are 100% supporters of me. And also in that, space I found there was one scout and this stands out to me and then I'll pass it over to you Jackie but um you know he's now the director of pro scouting for one of the NFL teams I remember it was probably like my second combine and this would have been my sixth combine um he's like you're built for this Sam and I was like what does that mean and at that time I was a little naive to a lot of things but I believe I'm built for it it's hard but finding that support and those, you know, we can be strong women, but we also can embrace the men that support us and help pave the way. Um, I think that's huge for me.
2: You know, I definitely have, I mean, I was, my family wasn't a sports family at all. I mean, I played sports, but I think that, um, you know, I, my athletes that were there when I started my internship in pro sports, you know, they've been the biggest supporters of me and and they've helped me realize, you know, that I could do it. And they were like, you know, yes. When, when I had one of my clients say to me, like they've been in year in a league for eight, nine years. And they're like, you're the, the smartest person I've come across as far mm-hmm. as nutrition, you know, that the best dietitian are better than any team. And I was like, really? And they're like, yes, you know, every, like you, you are so good at what you do. And they believed in me and, and gave me that, you know, because I remember being in the weight room and being afraid to talk to the guys, you know, like,
1: um, excuse me, you know, like I was afraid well, it to can ask and then be intimidating. Yeah.
2: But then here they are like intimidated by me because they think I'm so smart and I'm intimidated by it because I don't want to bother them. Now the relationships are different. You know, I'm just like, I just walk in any gym, but but they really believed in me and helped me feel the confidence that I have. And I think also that mentality that it takes to be a pro athlete is something that I absorb and love so much. You know, that like, that it's just that mentality, you know, not just in the gym, but outside the gym. And I take that into my career Mm -hmm. and I take that into everything I do. And you have to you know, you just have to, you know, that, that challenge, challenge changes you being out of your comfort zone, pushing when you don't want to, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so that pro sports mentality has helped me really strive and get ahead. And, and that comes from the guys around me, you know, like all the guys believe in me.
1: Anyways, I want to kind of end out this episode with some words of wisdom that we have either been told or we want to give. So for me, I will do both. So Kelly Masters this pre this year, actually this draft year, I was texting her to congratulate her on an amazing, amazing signing. Her response was be bold. And that resonates so much with me because I I know I'm bold, but I've been A little bit on the fence you know I've been like am I too much is this and that I've been doubting myself a little bit and when she said that I was like you know what be bold be Sam we got to be my I have to be myself because it will it will pay off maybe not now maybe not this year maybe not next year but it will but my advice is keep showing up I keep I always say that just keep showing up um It's so easy to get discouraged and say, this isn't for me. This isn't, this is not meant for me. Keep showing up every day. And that doesn't mean you have to be uh, perfect. It doesn't mean we, we don't have to be perfect. I went through a period of my life where I thought I had to be perfect in every way, shape or form, but it doesn't mean that just keep showing up. Some days you might be struggling, just keep showing up keep doing what you feel like you need to do to get to where you need to be and you will get there because you're not going to shut off you're going to just keep moving just keep showing up and and in another sense keep showing up show your face show your image and be proud of it
2: I wasn't prepared for this question but you know I always kind of get the same answer which is that like um growth happens outside your comfort zone so you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and Mm -hmm. there are so many times where I have been in rooms hallways gyms conferences whatever and I am so uncomfortable but I had to be there that's Mm -hmm. the only way you're going to get to that next step Mm -hmm. if it's you just meet one person in that room or you learn one thing or your face gets recognized one more time um and believe it or not, I'm really shy. So it's like, you just go up to that one person. What do you have to lose by introducing yourself to somebody? Um, but you have, to, you're going to be uncomfortable and that's the only way you're going to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and I'm, you know, I think Quincy had said this to me, cause I'm always afraid to ask for things. Like I hate asking for favors. I hate asking for things yes, a while you back are. I, and he's always like, you, the answer is no, unless you ask, right. Close mouths
1: don't get fed.
2: They, they don't and I'm still working on it because I, I, I'm not gonna lie I still hear no a lot I, I hate asking things and to me the answer should easily be yes when I do ask but I still hear no and I'm like oh, why'd I ask <laughs> you know but eventually you know I just have to ask I have to put it out there I hate to ask favors of people I hate to be that person but once in a while I just need to you know so I have to ask you know hey is there room for me to do this with you hey can you help me with that can you introduce me to that person can you know Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And we, I have to do it
0: just in general, um, probably instead of asking why me, just why not me, you know, just in everything that you're doing, you know? So I think you just have to be confident. Like you have to be, you have to feel like the moment you walk in, this job already belongs to me. The moment that, you know, I talk to this client, it's already my client, you know. So I, I feel like
2: mm-hmm. for
0: me a lot, and that's how I attack a lot of things. Not saying it's gonna work out that way, right? Mm-hmm. Not saying you're usually I mean it's
1: 50-50. It's, right. It's that. probably less
0: than <laughs> 50-50 if we're being yeah. honest. But the the mentality doesn't change, you know. Yeah, like, you
1: have to go in confident because right, they will sense that.
0: With that mentality, I think you prepare that way, you know, you prepare to hey, I already have this million-dollar client or million-dollar deal to work on. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I already have 50 clients, you know, for Jackie. So now she's preparing that way. So Mm -hmm. I I think for me, it's just, why not me? You know, like, I mean, I probably was not even supposed to be at the University of Florida. You know what I mean? Like, why not me? So when I showed up there, okay, cool. I'm here now, you know, Mm -hmm. so just have to make the best of it. Right. And it's just a think especially for women, because you hear a lot of news and, you know, there's a lot of doubts. Like I say, I'm, I'm a male in this industry and I have a lot of male friends and, you know, and just a lot of friends in general. When you know, I say, hey, you know, I'm working with a woman or I'm, I'm doing a deal with a woman or, you know, hey, this person here is marketing. Sam is like, is that a dude? No, that's a woman. Is she good? Yes, she's good. What the, you know, <laughs> what I mean? like, why would I send you to a marketing person if they're not good at marketing? That makes right. look bad. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I think it's just you have to go in saying, "Why not me?"
2: Yeah, no, I love that one. It's true, it, it, and I'm actually—I have to say—I've grown a lot without sounding egotistical. I definitely know that I am probably the one of the most knowledgeable, definitely very well experienced and passionate about what I do. And I, it's not even like it's, well, like, why wouldn't you choose me at this point? Instead of saying, why not me? Like, who else are you gonna get? That's where I'm at now. Like, who's gonna do better than me? You know, like, I really believe that in my heart now, which is good, I've come a long way. Um, But it's like, who are you gonna get this better than me?
0: Jackie, thanks again for coming on with us. Now, before we let you go, uh, I'm going to ask that you share your social media platforms mm-hmm. and let all the listeners know where they can find you and, you know, where they can um, learn from you.
2: Sure. So my Instagram is athletes nutrition, but it's spelled A-T-H-L-E-A-T-S. So it's athletes, like eats food. Um, so my Instagram's athletes nutrition. My Twitter is we are athletes. Um, and then that's really it for my social media. And then um my website is athletesnutrition.com. But you can definitely hit me up through Instagram. If you have any questions, that's kind of my biggest platform for communication. Um, and I'm always open to hearing, you know, if you have ideas, something you topic you want me to talk about, I'm always open for that too. So I always need new content and love to know what people want
1: to know. Thank you. She thank is a you. wealth of knowledge. I'll tell you definitely. that. It's-
0: like I said, definitely one of my better followers uh, on Instagram. that <laughs> I follow. Uh, again, everyone, thank you for listening. Be sure to catch us on your favorite podcast platform each and every Friday morning. Shout out to Damon over at DraftDiamonds.com. Been putting out a lot of good work. I'm tracking mm-hmm. the free agent signings on Draft Diamonds each day. So keep that up.
1: And as always, help me help you.
0: Don't me the money.